Hi, it's Tony and Jenny Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online. Every week, we work hard at giving you the best real ghost stories we can find for free through the podcast. But producing and maintaining the show isn't so free for us. And that's why we're asking for your support. If you like the show, please become an EPP. That's an extra podcast person through the button at realghoststoriesonline.com. As an EPP, you'll get an additional bonus exclusive episode of the show to enjoy every weekend. Plus, you'll have access to our exclusive EPP video content and backlog of exclusive EPP bonus episodes as well. It's only five bucks a month for all these extras. And your support helps to keep our daily free version of the show alive and on the air. Become an EPP now at realghoststoriesonline.com. Please and thank you. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Today, a family abandons the upper level of their home after strange occurrences. What is it that causes the family to fear the staircase? Children often see things that cannot be explained, but what does one toddler see when driving past a cemetery? A woman is filled with embarrassment after an occurrence in a public restroom. However, when she attempts to address the issue to the person in the next stall, she realizes it's not someone, but rather something. After walking in the middle of the night, a child sees a mysterious figure in his bedroom, but What he sees is eerily similar to another recent story we've had on the show, I'm assuming? Yes. All right. Could there be a connection? I'm interested to hear about this one. Okay. These stories, your calls, and more tonight on Real Ghost Stories Online. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. Hello. How are you? Cold. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a cold, uh, cold couple of days here in the United States of America. Like ten days. Yeah, it's. Uh, here's the thing, though. I do have to kind of chuckle a little bit. Why? Being from from the north, um, and just just watching everyone's like, oh my god, it's. I mean, we are in Kansas, okay? I I totally get it. We're up north. They're like. Uh, going to be in snowstorm and blizzard-like conditions. So in those conditions, yeah, you do kind of plan ahead for a little while. You hunker down and get your stuff somewhat, you know. I mean, again, it has to be a pretty severe storm. Um, Here, it's like, it's going to be 30. Oh, my God, we must get all of our food. We we go from 77 at 3 o'clock today. It's such a vast change. To 40 degrees at 6 o'clock. I know. And just it's plummeting, and I am, I am a Texas girl at heart. Sure. So forty degrees is freaking cold <laughs> to me. It'd be like wearing shorts. <laughs> if it was a forty days, forty degree day in like February in Wisconsin, I'd be like, let's break out the shorts and the short sleeve shirts. See, I don't get the sprinkler out, mom. If we lived up there, I don't think I'd leave the house for like six months. You wouldn't. Um, but you find ways to enjoy it somewhat. I. The thing is, when I was a kid, I never got into much winter activities. I mean, I loved going outside and playing in the snow, making forts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then once you're past 10, it's like, yeah, it's kind of done. And I never did the snowmobiling thing. It looks fun. I would do it now. Um, 
But, I mean, what scared me off on that was just the amount of irresponsibility that goes on with it. I mean, it's one thing to be on your private trails, which I, that's what I would do. But now, I mean, there's just so much drinking and high speed on ice and snowmobiles. It just seems like a very bad idea. Um, so that, I mean, again, it's me kind of being scared, but also I think somewhat sensible at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's horror stories of I can tell you what bridge people have been decapitated on. Um, on creeks because they were snowmobiling drunk and didn't duck low enough or were were not paying attention on their snowmobile and boom. You can die doing almost anything drunk and stupid. Sure. But the thing is, that's like very... uh, And I'm not so much saying I would be the one drinking doing it because I wouldn't be the one drinking doing it. I'm afraid of the other person (laughs) that's going to be out there on the trail doing that. Okay. You know, I mean... Driving, it's the same thing. I know you have to. You're risking every time you go driving anywhere. See, I do not want to ski. I don't care about snowmobiling. See? But the only thing, yeah. the only winter activity that you can't do here that I would like to do once mm-hmm. is to go ice fishing with your dad. That's fun, incredibly boring at times. Well, um, with enough Baileys and coffee, <laughs> anything's fun. Well, that's okay then. <laughs> well, again, when I was doing that, I mean, it was gummy worms or Starburst and Sprite. Sure. You know. Um, Skiing is fun. That's something I got into when I was like 23 or so in in Michigan when I lived there. And again, it's something I won't do like on the, I won't even go on a blue hill or certainly not a black diamond hill, but the green hills that are like for eight year olds and me, (laughs) (laughs) those are fine because it's kind of just like a relaxed incline. And for the most part, really kind of cool. Once you, once you get down the, the few basics, if you can just stay up, the Green Hills are a cinch and pretty cool and relaxing. It's the other ones where I've tried a blue before and I was like going head over ski. And it was, you know, I was good. I was very close to becoming the ghost story of a ski hill where it was like, oh, he died there. Now he haunts the hill. Maybe Sunny Bono. Something like that. Of the Green Slope. Yes. Yes. And this is where the guy, uh, I don't know, he somehow got killed on. It was a blue slope. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry about that. (laughs) There's a big difference. Okay. It sounds not intimidating, but it is. (laughs) Take a skiing sometime. No. Uh, 855-853-4802 is the phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. You know, ski resorts in general, in summertime, if they have nothing else going on at them, creepy places. If they're they're like just open in ski season. Because a lot of times if, if they don't, convert to water parks or something of that nature it's it's like the shining okay you know except it's in summer it's like reverse season and you have vice versa you know too where there's summer ones and early in summer and but but there's something weird about it in summer where it's really hot and there's no one there and it's empty (laughs) especially like the village type ones too where it's like all these little buildings and nobody's there okay i bet there's haunted ski resorts anyone ever been to a haunted ski resort I bet there's some stories out there about that because some of those are pretty old. Yeah, probably. That'd be very interesting. Anyway, 855-853-4802 is a phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's kick off the show today with uh, a letter. This is written to us from Christina. Hey, guys, first off, love your podcast. I just recently started listening to it and I can't get enough. Okay, so what I'm about to tell you happened a few years ago. At my dad's house. So when I'm at my dad's, I can't sleep very well. Kind of like insomnia, but only at his house. I always feel like I'm being watched. When we first moved in, it was 
normal, easygoing paranormal stuff like footsteps outside my door, faint whispering and things moving, stuff like that. But it only goes on in my room, which is in the basement. The only thing that my brothers notice is my bedroom door was constantly opening and closing. Just outside my room is a TV where my brothers watch TV and play video games and such, so they saw that happening a lot. Anyway, one night, I was watching TV in my room. It was around 2 to 3 in the morning. My TV wouldn't stop turning on and off. This wasn't a normal occurrence. When it turned off, it wouldn't turn back on by itself, so I turned over to grab my remote off my dresser, which is right next to my bed, and I saw this black shadow standing over me. It was pitch dark in my room, so I had no idea how I could see this thing literally inches from me. I was paralyzed with fear. All I could do was watch it watch me. Then suddenly, my TV turned back on. Naturally, I glanced at the screen, but when I looked back, the shadow thing was gone. My heart was pounding so loud in my ears, I couldn't hear the movie that was playing. An hour later or so, still a bit freaked out from earlier, I was still watching TV. I was lying there, still, and felt the mattress under my legs dip. Sort of like someone was sitting on the mattress as if my legs weren't there. The area that was dipped under my legs was so cold that my legs were going numb. It was the coldest thing I've ever felt to this day, and that's saying something because I live in Minnesota. Then, about ten minutes later, the mattress went back to normal. My door opened and then closed slowly. Needless to say, I didn't sleep at all the next few nights there. Since then, I haven't seen the figure much except from the corner of my eye. Sometimes, even now, I wake up from horrible nightmares about that night with scratches or bruises on my arms and face. I still often see my door open and close and such. I have a few more stories if you want to read about them. Again, I absolutely love the show. Can't wait to have you all read this. Facebook or feedback would be nice, but isn't expected. Hope you have fun with this. Have a nice day. It's very unsettling. that It comes in and sits down and hangs out and then gets up and leaves. And then she has scratches. Yeah. I don't like the scratches. That's to me, I mean, that's never a good thing. No. There's not, that's not your friendly neighborhood ghost. who's like, hey, how you doing? You uh, want to share a kudos bar? No. That's a ghost that has no good intent. And yes, I did say kudos bar. Do they still make those? I was just about to ask you that. They were like the original delicious kind of candy bar, granola bar. Yeah. For snacks at, at uh, like lunch or at snack time at school field trips yeah they were delicious anyhow uh, that's just you know that's not a good thing anytime you get that going on i think you, you want to try and figure out a way for that to to go away either right. either asking it to go away seeing if it happens but that's the type of thing where that approach probably doesn't work because it seems that you can ask the human or once human ghosts to tone it down a notch or eight but you can't necessarily ask the demons to go away. Sometimes that's where it amplifies itself a bit more when you start stirring that pot. Well, okay, for the sake of not knowing what it is, obviously, does it hurt to start anyway by saying go away? I would start there, but at the same point, have you ever heard a story where it was a demon and they asked it to go away and it was like, eh, Okay, you're right. I should stop scratching you at night. Okay, but scratching, does that mean it 
automatically falls in the demon category? In my book, I think it does. Okay. I mean, I guess you mean you could go into the area where it's some sadistic human ghost, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that the human ghost, even if it is sadistic and mean, has that ability. Okay. Just my opinion. Okay. So, I don't know. I, I would, and I'm, I'm not saying this as a request of, I really want this to happen to me, because I don't by any means. But I am very intrigued when people say that they see the shadow figure, and it's darker than dark. What does that shade look like? Now, I don't think I ever want to see that, but it does intrigue me. Okay. You know, if it's pitch black and you're seeing something darker than the pitch blackness, which is how most of the shadow people are described as, as a shade of black that you have never, you can't conceive until you see it. Yeah. What, what is that like? You know, that's a very troubling. I don't want to find out. I don't think it's in the Crayola box. Probably not. <laughs> hey, look at this new credit. It's called Shadow Person. is the phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us. Let's go to one of those calls. Hi. Hey, Tony. This is uh, Jared from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I used to live in the Mandarin area down here, and uh, we had moved into a house that was across from an old cemetery. Not sure how old it is and whether or not the house was built. Uh, There was another extension of it on the other side of the street where the neighborhood was built but uh after a while you know we uh we'd start getting woken up at night um there's uh it started off with uh just footsteps coming up the uh stairs where my loft bedroom was and uh didn't really think much of it just noises um but later on we started uh we get woken up by our we had wooden chairs on the tile floor and the, uh, the pile floor, you know, when you drag those chairs across, it's very loud and, you know, very distinct noise. And we would get woken up by the chairs getting pulled out from under the chair and dragging. Come down, no one's there. Chairs pulled out from under the table. Um, that started to weird us out a little bit. Um, then later on, uh, we had a playroom, a uh, spare bedroom downstairs. And in the spare bedroom... You know, that's where my little brother had all his toys and little trucks and stuff. Uh, well, he had a car that was battery-powered that would flash lights and play music and everything. Well, we got woken up one night, and this uh, we heard the music playing. Open the door, cars rolling around, playing music, flashing lights. We turned the light on, it stopped, we picked it up open the uh, battery cartridge and there was no batteries in there. So that really creeped us out. And, uh, you know, that was the first time we actually saw something moving around with it. And then later on, you know, we, the footsteps on the stairs was a continuous thing. And then, uh, one night I was at work and I get a phone call from my mom. She asked me if I had gotten home early and if I came in and I was upstairs, maybe talking on the phone or playing video games, and I was still at work. And she had heard the, foot, the footsteps go up the stairs, and a few minutes later she heard conversations, and, like, the TV was on and everything, and she had gone upstairs. Nothing. No one in there, no lights, anything. And then, you know, after that, it was just continuous 
footsteps up and down. I would I would be in bed at night. I would hear the steps coming up and down the stairs. You know, I just you know I just decided you know nothing's happening to me. We're not really you know scared. We were just kind of dealing with it. You know, it was like a little extra roommate. But uh, you know, a couple other things. You know, the chairs were dragging again, and uh, we. Uh, we would see doors open and close sometimes. That was another thing, you know. It would slowly open. It would sit open for a minute, come back closed. It would open again and then close. And then after that, it slowly stopped. We never, you know, tried to communicate with it or anything. Uh, we were just kind of weren't sure how to handle it or what to do about it. But, uh, you know, that's that's all that happened. We moved out of the house later on. Nothing followed us. We don't know you know, if it still happens to the new tenants, but that is my ghost story. Uh, I've been listening to the show for about a week now, and I absolutely love it. I'm trying to catch up to the more recent episodes, but keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for calling in and sharing your story. I hate the toys that turn on on their own. I was going to say, what would you do in the event that uh, one of the girls' battery-operated toys started operating on its own without the batteries? Do you keep the toy? Um, because it's it's really not the the toys being more so used as the vehicle. I know, but I think I'd probably remove the toy temporarily if it was the one that was being easily manipulated by the mm-hmm. spirit, and then if it moved on to a different toy, well, then I've got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But if it was continually just one toy that the spirit liked, it's going in a Rubbermaid in the garage for a while. <laughs> And it the, can play with it out there. The Rubbermaid with the holy water in the inside. And yeah. <laughs> the crosses on the side of the box. It is interesting how, um, number one, there's really no way that toys should be uh, actively running without batteries in them for any extended period of time. It's one thing to burn off that little bit of energy that may still be held in it, which happens. It's another for it to continually run without the battery in it. But it is interesting, just having so many toys around our house right now, how they can be manipulated by electromagnetic fields. Yes. That you may think is paranormal until you realize, no, it's because I flipped that light on and off that, for whatever reason, reacts with said toy. And we have one. That yeah. we have We have this board... And it's a little, it's a little, you know, two-year-old puzzle piece where you stick the boat in there, the the airplane, the fire truck, and when you do it, it makes the noise of said vehicle. However, it also activates itself when you flip a certain light switch on in our house when it's near it. Yeah, it by does. itself, and it's not near the light switch. I mean, it's it's clear across a stairwell, but for whatever reason, the energy that's produced when you flip that switch without fail, will set that toy off. And it is activated on magnets. That's how the thing works. But it's just, it's interesting, because if you didn't know that, you'd be like, why are these toys going off by themselves? The puzzle now lives downstairs in the dresser. <laughs> Did you put it there because you're, it was creeping you out? No comment. <laughs> it's not, it's just the... It just freaks me out. I know good and well that it's the electricity doing mm-hmm. that. But it still freaks me out. And it only does it when you do that. Yeah. It's not just kind of going off by itself. No. It'd be one thing if Tickle Me Elmo started talking, although it has. Yeah, it has with you walking through the room and not turning anything on. And that's not a motion-activated nope. toy. That's a sensory You've got to pick it up or touch it. 
Hmm. You noticed Elmo hasn't been talking in a while? Did you take the batteries out of Elmo? Elmo's dead. <laughs> Did you really take the batteries out of Elmo? No comment. <laughs> Did you ever see there was a Christmas movie where the toys, this is not Toy Story. It's kind of, I'm guessing Toy Story was probably based off of this movie, actually, because it was pre-Toy Story, and it was a live action movie. I mean, it's puppets, but it was live. It wasn't cartoon. And I think it was called The Christmas Toy. Okay. I could be wrong, but it's the whole premise is toys that when you're the adults are gone, it's a Toy Story premise. Really. Okay. Um pre-Toy Story and the, the toys get up and they you know they're afraid they're going to be replaced by the new Christmas toys that are coming in and um, it's kind of sad because all the toys are really sad and afraid and it's as a little kid I remember crying watching this like feeling really <laughs> bad for the toys because it's like oh they're so cute and friendly and they love them but why I hope they still love their toys <laughs> that's so funny but um, it's one of those things where it's like the you know the inanimate toys get up and start talking Hmm, I wonder if there's a lawsuit to be had there between that movie and Toy I think it's actually a Disney movie, too, so it's probably all in the same family. Could be. So, but anyway, I, I remember that movie. Did you ever? I don't remember that no. one. It was like an 80s one. Now, I do remember Brave Little Toaster. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, it was it was animated, but I loved Brave Little Toaster. And every time there was this one part where they were on this journey to get back to their owner, and this little blanket would get tossed up into the top of this tree because of the wind mm-hmm. I cried every single time because of the blanket oh I would just sob was a blanket like a character that yeah okay yeah these all were characters okay there was like a whole bunch of household items trying to get back to their owner <laughs> it's funny how attached children can get to like inanimate objects it was like the black and decker version of toy story there was like a vacuum and a toaster <laughs> and a lamp and this blanket yeah. That's like Harper with airplanes and not, not planes, the movie, but, <laughs> but like, um, you know, airport 75 or something uh, where it's like plane. Okay. Plane. Okay. Not the people is the airplane. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. The guy just got sucked out the cockpit. Yeah. Airplane. Okay. Airplane's okay, honey. Shandy Joe writes in, hi, Tony and Jenny. I've been listening to your show for about a month. Just recently started posting to the forum. I decided to share probably the most interesting of my ghost stories with everyone. I was about 10 or 11 when we moved into a house owned by my aunt's mother. She was my aunt by marriage, not a sibling of my parents. Anyway, it was an old colonial farmhouse on a very edge of this tiny village. When we and I was kind of excited because I would get my own room and I'd never had my own room before. As I was walking around the upstairs, I got this feeling. I'm still not sure how to describe it, but I guess uneasy is the best way. Now, I guess I should tell you the layout of the upstairs. The stairs were dead center in the hall. On your right was my parents' room and mine. And on the left was my sister's room, the playroom, and the attic. I hated the left side of the upstairs. When going to my room, I would run up the stairs and dart into the room. At night, I would hear the door to the stairway open, which was weird because we left it open anyway. And the heavy footsteps come up the steps and turn left down the hall. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and feel like someone was watching me from the doorway, but there wouldn't be anyone there. I refused to let my sister, who was about four at the time, sleep in her room. The real clincher came when my mom was pushed down the stairs. She says she fell, 
Her family says that my stepdad pushed her. The thing is, I was the one who heard her yelling. I had to wake my stepdad up. He couldn't have pushed her. If she had just fallen, she wouldn't have done the damage to her foot that she did. I, to this day, do not understand how the damage happened. Please forgive me if it's gory, but she sliced her heel open. It was so bad, she still walks with a limp. The next morning, I checked the stair. There was nothing on the steps to account for the slice. Also, there was a blood trail leading from the stairs to the front door, the couch, and then back to the stairs. She hadn't felt the pain and had let her dog out. I still don't get it. The only one who knows what happens is my mom, and she refuses to talk about that night. After that, we didn't use the upstairs. My mom was on crutches, so she had a bed placed in the living room. She had put a bed for me and my sister in the dining room. I remember going up there once after that. It was so cold I could see my breath. I've looked into the house and haven't found any information. I know people live there now as we've driven by it. My aunt's mother has dementia, so asking her is out of the question. I did mention it to my cousins once they said they had heard the footsteps, but never stayed long enough to experience anything else. Thanks for reading. I love the show and think it's great you offer folks this outlet. If I ever get up to the courage, I might call in with some other things that have happened to me over the years. Keep up the great work. Shandy Joe. I don't get the ghosts that only haunt one part of the house. I would be haunting the whole thing just like how you live in a house. I'd be taking the thing over. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like Hell House. I would be just... <laughs> I wouldn't be the ghost that could stay in the basement. That would drive me nuts. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where, for whatever reason, why are some relegated to one part of the house or not? You know, it, that's, the, that's one of the biggest questions I have about if you are a ghost. What are the geographic limitations that you have yeah. on your haunting? Can you go wherever you want? Can you only be seen in certain places? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Nobody really knows the answer to that. And, and the more stories we read, the more questionable that question becomes because it, there doesn't seem to be any real clear-cut rule to this. No. You know, even, even if you are narrowing it down to, okay, this has likely been a human ghost. This one is likely not a human ghost. The rules seem to change for every single one. So, I don't know. 855-853-4802 is our number here. Hello, this is me, Jonathan, uh, from Clovis, California. I called in last time, and I do apologize for the story. Uh, I was full, fully emotional uh, while telling it, so it was kind of off and on. I do apologize for that. But um, my story, though, is uh, I used to, uh, I live still uh, live in this house where I was born in, and um, not born in, but raised pretty much. And uh, weird stuff started happening to me at night, uh, starting when I was 13. Uh, I would put the covers over my head when I, uh, before I went to sleep because there was a couple of times where um, I would wake up and feel something uh, going through my mouth or something hope opening up my mouth and somebody or something's fingers uh, poking around in my teeth. I don't know, that's, that's kind of weird. And um, it ha- happened twice, and so I decided to put the covers over my head <laughs> before I went to sleep. And uh, 
numerous, numerous amounts of times there is a, uh, I would wake up and feel the covers ever so softly, uh, inch its way off, uh, uh, trying to uh, peel, peel off and, I guess, uh, reveal myself uh, underneath the blanket. And I would always think it was a dream because it would be weird. I'll wake up and feel the blankets over myself slowly trying to inch its way off. And uh, there's a couple of times where I would think, is this a dream? So I'll bite my tongue. I would um, I would move my fingers just a tad bit. And then uh, I would get the blankets off myself and there's nobody there. So that was kind of weird. But this one time, I don't know, I, I can't explain it. Maybe somebody out there can identify it, but this is what really plagues my mind. Um, that one night, I uh, had the blankets over myself, and I was. Uh, what woke me up was uh, that it felt like I wasn't on my uh, fluton, which is pretty much a uh, can uh, change itself into a bed or a couch, what, what have you. But um, I didn't feel like I was on my uh, bed or comforter. It felt like I was in a, uh, something hard or flat. And that's what woke me up because that was kind of just weird or odd or foreign to, uh, to have yourself on the back and then all of a sudden it's not soft. It's something flat and hard. And then I uh, saw, uh, like, uh, the best way I could describe it is a, a, a police uh, lights in front of me, in front of the, the blanket. Uh, I could... I could kind of see through the blanket uh, uh, numerous amounts of lights shining. And then the best way I could describe it is a, uh, a humming sound, kind of like a generator or uh, like in a dam. They have generators to, uh, to uh, power the uh, electricity through the moving water. So that's the best way I can describe it. If you can hear the humming of those sounds in the, in the, in the dam where they have the, uh, the generators, that's, that's what it sounded like. And it was right next to me, the the sound. And then I felt myself ever so softly, or slowly, I should say, uh, raise up. It was, it was kind of odd. And all this was happening, and I was thinking to myself, is this a dream? <laughs> so I was, again, biting my tongue, looking. I had my eyes open. I was looking around. I'm like, okay, this isn't a dream. This is real. And then I said, knock it off. Put me down. And then... The lights stopped, but the humming kept, was, was continuing, and I was inching my way back down, and then I felt the flat surface of my back, or whatever it was, I don't know, uh, uh, slowly felt like my, my, my comforter or bed. And the humming stopped, and it was just quiet. And then I, again, quickly pulled the blankets over myself and looked around, and there's nothing. Um, I, I, I can't explain that. I, I'm not saying uh, it's, it's UFO. I'm not saying that at all. I just don't know what it was. And so that's my story. And I have uh, many others that has happened to me when uh, uh, during, uh, during this time in this house. But, uh, yeah, I, I do appreciate your guys' uh, uh, radio show. I, I'm a subscriber on YouTube. I love your guys' stuff. It really does give me peace of mind that, Weird uh, stuff doesn't uh, happen uh, to me, but it happens to everyone else. And so it gives me peace of mind, and I do appreciate all that you do. Have yourself a wonderful day, and God bless. Bye. Jonathan, thank you for both your calls. And 
If anybody has a similar experience, I want to hear about it because that's the first time I've ever heard anything like that. What part? The being lifted up and the lights. I've heard the humming before, Mm -hmm. but feeling like something's picking him up. Well, it's like the levitation thing, kind of like from The Exorcist. Well, levitation's one thing if you're possessed, but he Mm -hmm. wasn't possessed. Something was picking him up. Sure. Ghost dentist. Ghost dentist? Well, at the beginning, something was going into his teeth. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. That's creepy. Very creepy. That would be the worst type of ghost to have in your house. (laughs) One that pokes around in your mouth? A ghost dentist. Or I suppose one step worse would be like the uh, uh, the ghost mortician who's who's trying to prepare you for a funeral all the time. Are you familiar with that process and all the things that they have to do? Can you imagine if you had one in your, in your house, a ghost mortician? Yuck. That's just gross. <laughs> There's a lot of homes that, get, that were fu- formerly funeral homes. Well, sure. So I would... Uh, I, I, and get poked and prodded like somebody's trying to drain you and plug you at least every day your makeup done for free that's yeah (laughs) now that it's gonna be great like he looks so lifelike today (laughs) what's going on 855-853-4802 is our phone number hey uh if uh you enjoy the show please press subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on so you don't miss any episodes of the show we send it out five days a week monday through friday and the weekend's got the epp bonus episode that goes out so if you like the show a lot take it a step further and become an epp uh that uh, helps keep our show alive our epps are the ones who uh, really do uh, help us uh, basically front all the expenses on the show because there's a lot of them as far as uh, hosting the show, meaning bandwidth and, uh, you know, just having it out there for, for, you know, thousands upon thousands of people to listen to. Um, So please become an EPP, keep us on the air, and you get a bonus episode every single week for it and a whole bunch of other goodies too. Thank you. And you get the satisfaction of knowing you're keeping our show alive. Abel writes in. Hi, Tony and Jenny. My name is Abel. I am from Los Angeles. Just wanted to say that I love your show. I love that it gives people like myself an opportunity to say what we've experienced without people saying, yeah, right. Or what have you been smoking? And I love hearing ghost stories. So thank you. You have a few experiences with the paranormal. And here's one. This one had to do with my oldest son when he was between the ages of two and four. He was able to see things, including invisible friends, or were they really invisible friends? That's another story. We were able to tell whenever he would see things, because his mood would change. He tended to get shy and uh, get close to me or my wife at, uh, and point at whatever he saw. Well, one night we were going home. We had just left at my uncle's house, so I had to drive by the cemetery in order to get to the freeway. The cemetery is divided in three areas. You have the main cemetery, which is big. Across the street from it is another part, a bit smaller. And the third part of the cemetery is a lot smaller. It's the section we passed. From one end to the other end of the cemetery, there are no lights. So we're passing the entrance of that part of the cemetery. My son, sitting in the back, gave a small yell. My wife and I turned and looked at each other and then turned to look at him in a big smile looking outside in the dark waving and saying bye bye to whomever was there no one was out there that freaked us out 
Well, that's my short story for now. I have a few more experiences my son had and a few ones I've had, but I'll save them for another day. Thank you again. Keep up the great work. Bye. I think the only saving grace on that story is that since he would get shy around most of the things he would see, that one he seemed really friendly with and saying bye-bye, so I take it it wasn't something scary or bad. Yeah, it was just probably someone standing there, you know. Or maybe a ghost of another kid or something. Yeah. That would freak me out. It is always creepy when yeah, the kids do that sort of thing. It's It's cute and creepy at the same time. Yeah. That's our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's when you can call it in, just like these folks did. Hi. Hey, Tony. Hey, Jenny. Uh, My name's Kenny. This is the first time I've called. Uh, I've been listening to you all now for a couple weeks. I love the show. I love the stories. It makes me feel like that I'm not alone. And I'm sorry if you don't understand me. I've got a weird accent. (laughs) But anyway, um, I've always uh, dealt with the paranormal from uh, my first memories was of the paranormal. Uh, I don't usually go more than probably at the longest a week or two without having an experience, though I've never ever sought it out um but the story i'm about to tell you is about um my grandmother and grandfather's house uh they bought a new home and um moved into it um nobody else had lived there but as soon as we uh started staying there things started happening we would be able to see the the shadow people would uh, walk up and down the halls, uh, jump from bedroom door to the bathroom door to the bedroom door. Um, we all had the experiences uh, knocking. But um, one day, one of the stories I wanted to tell you, one day my grandpa had to take his truck into the garage to be uh, worked on. So my grandmother followed him in her car and she told me to help, you know, to take a shower and be ready when she got back to go to church. So I went in to take a bath, threw my clothes out into the hall for her to put in the dirty laundry. And as I got in the shower, the door on the bathroom started shaking. Not just a little shake, uh, but like shaking off the hinges and then started banging. I thought somebody had had broke in and was going to kill me. I was uh, in tears. You know, I was young, probably 12-year-old. And um, I didn't have my clothes in there with me. Um, I wrapped a towel around me and started to climb out the window when my grandmother came and my grandfather came back. I told them about it. They didn't want to much talk about it. I was raising a very religious family. And, um, you know, things about, you know, ghosts and stuff. Well, they didn't believe in that. Um, We believed in demons and angels. And I've had experience with that stuff before. 
but I'm going to fast forward a little bit. A few years later, I was 18 when my grandfather passed away, so I had to move in permanently with my grandmother. Hit round up big time, I mean after his death. It was just constantly, all the time, uh, banging I'm on the walls. I'm not meaning tapping or a little scratching. I mean like somebody were taking their fist and banging it. You could be standing, and it would be just like somebody would be behind you, stomping their foot on the floor behind you. I didn't know this, but my grandma had thought that my, my grandpa had came back as a spirit and was talking to him, said that she'd seen him and that she he would talk to her and she would talk to him. But um, I didn't know this at the time, but I had a dream that my grandpa was there and he appeared and was talking and my grandma was talking to him and he looked like my grandpa, but I knew that something wasn't right. That's, you know, this was not my grandpa. Well, uh, in my dream, I looked at him and I said, you are not my grandpa. And when I said that, it changed to this beast with like a goat's head and horns and everything. And um, when I had the nightmare, I confronted my grandma and told her what the dream I had and uh, she confessed that she had been talking to someone, thinking it was my grandpa. And I told her, I said, this is not my grandpa. It got really bad. I started getting really depressed. It was just like constant weight on you. So I told my grandma that I would not stay there. So we packed up and moved. But, I, you know, I still have all along paranormal things happening to me and um like i said i don't seek it out i've never done any ouija boards if something strange happens in the house uh, my friends has tried to get me to uh, talk to to call it out and i won't do it because um, i you know would be i don't want to have anything to do with this but I'm shaking right now. I usually don't tell people my uh, stories. But um, uh, my mother passed away in July. I took care of her. And since she passed away, there's been some things happening here. And I know it's not my mother. She had peace, you know, with her and God and in her soul. And um, a lot of things have been thrown. Um there's knocking and banging and um i woke up about with somebody hauling off and hitting me in the face like my i had my eyes was watering i'm sorry if i sound shaky or nervous because i am but um i've got some more stories i worked at a haunted jail um detention center here in my county i I may try to call back and tell you that story and some other things that happened to me. Maybe I won't be so nervous next time. But I really like your all show. Um, it's helped me a lot to not feel so alone. Um, 
thank you and keep up the good work bye bye well there's an example of uh, grandpa not being grandpa yeah exactly or you do have to be somewhat cautioning of uh, what it is you think that you may or may not be talking to I mean grandma seemed to think it was grandpa until he called that out yeah and you know I wonder if if it followed Kenny or if it just is is Kenny's just one of those people where things just make themselves known to him yeah or if he's more sensitive to them yeah 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 I don't know Thank you for the call, Kenny, and the story. 855-853-4802 is... Uh, JC writes in, I grew up listening to my mom's stories about George, as she and my aunts referred to him. Ever since I was a kid, hearing those George tales, I've been very interested in the paranormal. My mom is one of the last people on earth that expect to lie about anything or make something up, especially about something like this. So I've always had a natural inclination to believe people's ghostly or weird stories. But unfortunately, I never met George or had any other weird things happen to me in comparison to her. I'd love to tell you all of her stories, but that would end up being a very long read. So for now, the only two tales I can share about my own personal experiences are these. I had a dog named Ginger from the time I was very young to when she died when I was about 15. I was, of course, very, very upset when she passed because she'd been in my life for as long as I could remember. Well, one night, about three months after she died, I, being the teenage girl during summer vacation, was on the phone with a friend around 1 or 2 a.m. while making some ramen or something, very much wide awake and talking about dumb crap with my friend. I started hearing a dog barking in the background coming from outside. I didn't think much of it at first because I was distracted by the phone conversation and because dogs just bark in the middle of the night sometimes. But it became much more annoying and louder and sounded like it was getting closer to my carport. The door in the kitchen where I was leads to the carport, so I politely interrupted my friend and said, I'm sorry, Max, hang on a second. I think there's a dog in my yard. I walked over to the door that looks out onto the carport and barking stopped. And through the blinds, I saw this dog that looked exactly like my dog, Ginger, was walking from the opposite side of the carport towards the door. I froze. My blood turned cold. I was stunned. Max, noticing my sudden silence, was just like, what's going on? What is it? I told him that I needed a minute to let that process, and that was pretty, I was pretty sure I just saw the ghost of my dead dog. He was freaked out by that, but... Not as much as I was. I was too scared to look out the blinds again, but I'm very certain that it was my dog. She had a distinct look about her and did not resemble any other dog in the neighborhood or area. She was my dog. I knew her for my entire life at that point. There is no mistaking that kind of bond or connection you have with someone or something you love. My second one happened in a known haunted establishment. It's a bar here called Baton Ro- in Baton Rouge called the Spanish Moon. This building was a morgue two different times in the past, as well as another bar and a few other things. I've been going to this bar for six years and had never heard or seen anything weird that isn't just a usual occurrence to the bartenders there. Until one night about a month ago. I was there and admittedly had a little bit to drink. I wasn't even thinking about anything to do with the place's history or the haunting. 
I was preoccupied with the fact that I had to use the bathroom. So I got, uh, so I go into the upstairs, crammed ladies' room, and take one of the two stalls in there. While I'm doing my business, thinking I'm alone in the bathroom, I go ahead and read some of the graffiti on the bathroom stall out loud. The one I read out loud specifically was super vulgar, so I won't share it here, but because I was slightly drunk and because it was so vulgar, I laughed about it after reading it. Then I heard a shuffle of some sort in the stall directly next to me. Again, the only other stall in the bathroom. I was immediately just super embarrassed and ashamed, thinking, Oh my god, I just read the terrible thing out loud and the person next to me heard it and they probably think I'm just the worst person. Until I finished up and walked to the sink, which was just outside the other stall, I heard another noise coming from right there in that stall. I looked and the door was cracked open, so I looked under the door to see if anyone was there. No feet. Then I slowly tried to push it open, but there was a lot of resistance. I pushed even harder, if not for anything, but to just accept the challenge of getting the door open again. Nothing was there. I tried to tell myself that what I heard was just noises from the other side of the bathroom wall, but the walls are made of cement blocks or something like that. No, what I heard came directly from the stall that was right next to me, not a muffled sound from the other side of the wall. So once I realized what was happening, I didn't even try my hand, didn't even dry my hands, I just got the hell out of the bathroom. Those are my only two personal experiences, but I definitely want to write back and share some of my mom's. Those are really creepy ones. Thanks for reading. Love your show. I'm sure the bathroom experience was terrifying, but that's so funny. I could just imagine seeing something funny on the wall and you're kind of half lit. <laughs> yeah. And you're just saying it out loud and like, oh God. I, and I think I'd be like, like, I'm sorry. I'm just reading, you know. Right. But then there's no one there. That is very creepy. How would you handle it in, in, in the, the first part of her story where she saw her ghost dog? See, I would have ran outside. To try and get it? Yeah. I would be like, oh, hey, puppy. Even even if, like, at first I thought, well, oh, it looks really like my other dog. I, I would have gone outside. Yeah. I, I, would you? Well, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like that dog was a pretty distinct looking dog. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have been afraid. And I know Jenny's afraid again, but I think I would have been afraid that it was something else trying to use something comforting to me to lure me outside. I think you're right. I don't think I would have been thinking clearly enough to connect those dots at that second in time. I would have been so excited that my ghost pet was back. Yeah. That I was that I wouldn't be like, oh, something's trying to lure me out there. Yeah, that's you where know? my mind would go with that. Yeah, and it, it, mine would too. After I was thinking more clearly a couple minutes later. After something got you. After I hugged the dog and then it bit my neck and then I was possessed by demons for the rest of my life. Um, Yeah, you know, so that's that's how that would all work out. (laughs) I thought it was Kitty. Uh 855-853-4802 is our number. Darren writes in the uh, only story of Supernatural that is ever present in my family comes from my mother. Her mother, who was my grandmother, died when my mom was 14. My mom saw her again the following summer. You see, the area where I live is known for a vast amount of lakes that inhabit our county. One of those lakes is smack dab in the middle of town, and like many lakes, it has a public beach. There's a building next to the beach which used to host a teen dance on the weekends. My mother was never allowed to go to the dance in her bathing suit. The summer after my grandmother died, 
She disobeyed. After telling her friend she would be in shortly, she grabbed a drink from the water fountain outside the pavilion. My mother will swear to her dying day that she turned to head in. She ran into my grandmother at the door, who was shaking her finger at her with a disapproving look on her face. Nothing scary or spooky, but a picture of everyday life before the loss of my grandmother. My mom immediately stopped in her tracks and headed straight home to her father. She'd repeat this story to us as often as she could when we were kids and let us know that someone is always watching us. She said that uh, she has every intention of following in her mother's footsteps. I like that. Mom's never going away. No. That is a, uh, that's a cool story. Yeah, it is. Still watching out for her kids. Matthew writes, when I was a kid, my family lived on an Air Force base for a few years. My sister would see things there, creepy things, but my experience is what I'll share. The image has been burned into my mind since the night it happened. It may not sound very creepy to you, but it terrified me. I woke up at some point in the night. My head never left the pillow. I saw something by my bedroom door and turned in that direction. A tall figure stood there, so tall, its head was tilted to keep from scraping against the ceiling. It was clothed in a white robe. Its face and hands were visible. The skin was red. Its hands were long, too long. Fingers stretched to where its knees would be. The tips were crowned with long nails. A long noise stemmed from its red face. A long nose. I think it's this nose. I think it should be nose. This is noise. Okay. I think it's a spell check. Stemming from its red face. I love how spell check changes. Yes. <laughs> things. Long blonde hair fell below its waistline. It just startled me, and it just stared at me. I was terrified, too terrified to call for mom or dad. I shut my eyes to ignore it and pulled the blanket up over my face. I haven't witnessed the figure ever again. I don't know if it had something to do with the house or what. In the Bible, I know people were terrified when an angel would appear to them. I still would like to know if what appeared to me was an angel or a demon. I'm going with demon! I do not believe in ghosts, just angels and demons. Any ideas you may have, or if you've heard of something like this before, please let me know. I'd like some closure. Thank you. Okay, does that sound familiar to you at all? I mean, you'll probably totally refresh my memory here in two seconds, but I mean, it doesn't, not specifically, no. Okay. Do you remember the story where the guy was babysitting his niece because the, the mother and the father of the niece had to work, and so he was at home, it was like four in the morning, mm-hmm. babysitting this infant, and he wakes up, he's on the couch, and there's this figure by the crib. Yeah. And it's got excessively long fingers and ridiculously tall, and yep. it's taking it took the marble out of the baby's. Oh, that was the good, yeah. That, yeah, that's the yeah. Okay, you're right. So and I too there said demon, and so you're like, no, it took the marble out of the baby's house. Yeah, it saved the baby's life. Yeah, and I mean, it knocked the shit out of the guy to the point where he had to yeah. go to the hospital and and couldn't yeah. really talk about things, even though it's creepy as hell looking. It was doing something good, right? This is something in a white robe. Same kind of description. Yeah. So that's why I thought the story was interesting because we have heard of a figure that looked very much like that. Why? That's so confusing. It's just, there is another layer of confused ghost stories that we have. You have creepy as hell looking 
figures doing good things. Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, I mean, in, in real life, you can have very scary, ugly-looking people doing good things, too. I guess in the afterlife, you could have the same thing happening, too. I just wonder what those beings are. Ghosts, I would think. Well, are Or are they you ghosts? thinking it's something UFO? No, I'm not thinking no? UFO. I never go with UFO. No. no. Even ghost lights, I don't go with UFO. Sure. Um, no, I'm... I don't know. I'm just... That's the second time we've heard of something that fit that description. You're right. The long fingers, it's it's confusing. Yeah. I don't know. Again, then you go into the, well, I immediately just, out of instinct, go, oh, it looks pretty damn creepy and devil-like. I'm thinking it's probably not a good thing. You know, I'm going to get you... you Some are saving babies. You know they have the the Staples easy button? Yeah. I'm going to get one... Demon. That says demon or dark on it. So you can just hit dark. (laughs) Dark or demon. Dark or demon. Yeah. (laughs) But it saved a baby, Tony. Dark. Dark. (laughs) The baby was going to grow up to be Hitler or something. It was was trying to stop it. No. (laughs) Ah, uh, 855-853-4802. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm actually I'm on my lunch break at work, and I've been listening to this show for a while now. I've, like, I've gone through it, like, every single episode in, like, the last couple of months. Um, and when I was, like, really young, maybe I want to say, like, seven or eight, uh, I had a really weird experience in my room. Um, I was sleeping. And I had this desk next to my bed, and sometimes my brother would do homework with it uh, on the desk. And he would sit there, and I would be sleeping, and sometimes he would keep me awake. Well, one night, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm sleeping, and like clockwork, like it's like somebody snapped their fingers, and I open my eyes. And I kind of like look over, and I look at the desk, and I see what I think is my brother just holding a pencil, but completely still not moving. I'm not really totally awake yet, so I'm not fully, I'm not realizing what I'm seeing. So I'm just like, Tyler, go back to sleep. Like, go to bed, go to bed. I'm trying to go to sleep and didn't say anything. And it wasn't moving. I noticed that it was kind of like a a white, clearish color, but it was like a total, you could could make out a figure of a boy. And it kind of had like a white, a whitish blue tint to it. And then at that point I was fully awake and I get up and I somehow, I don't have no idea how I did this, but I got up the courage to go near it. I went to go touch it. Like I I reached out my hand to go touch it. And as I got closer to it, it started shrinking and shrinking and shrinking until it just totally just materialized and completely disappeared. And I ran I ran down the hall to my mom's room and was just freaking out. And she, she, to this day, she still thinks that I was dreaming, but I was fully conscious standing up and awake. And I don't, I, I don't know if anybody else has ever experienced something like that. I've never, I never heard any stories about something shrinking until it just disappears, but it was, it just, it stayed with me. Um, anyway, yeah, it's kind of a short story, but that's my story. I kind of wanted to call. Maybe somebody has the same experience and can, like, you know, try to figure out what the hell happened to me. So, uh, yeah, keep doing your show. I love it. Uh, I love your wife. She makes the show. Um, 
And yeah, just quick calls on my lunch break. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for calling in and uh, sharing your story with us. I guess it's one to open up to the community, maybe on the message board or something, to see if anyone else can weigh in with that. You don't. I'll say this because I I don't know what the hell that would be, but I'll say this: it's rare that you have people that are physically interacting with the ghost, like physically, like touching, yeah, the ghosts. Um, it's usually we saw this across the room. It said something, it freaked us out, we ran away, we hid, we did this or that. It's not too often like, can I grab the orb? And, uh, you know, I pet it like a Furby, and it started telling me my fortune. Uh, it's it, it's rare for that. I wonder if, as a ghost, you get to pick your way of escape. Because we've heard some that evaporate from the feet up. This mm-hmm. one shrunk to nothing. Some just vanish. I wonder if it's like just you're running out of gas and you don't really have much of a choice in the matter. As it goes, you're like, oh shit, the energy's running out and wherever it runs out, it runs out. See, I was thinking it's more like on PowerPoint when you picked how the different slides fade. <laughs> you get to pick your transition? Yeah, pick your transition. I'm going to do a cross dissolve right now and then <laughs> go that way. Or are you going to do like the 3D zoom box out of the room or something? There you go. And can you add like sound effects as well? Like, doo 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 And then the ghost goes away. I don't think it quite works like PowerPoint. No. That would be fun, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, this is our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, if you're a real ghost story, please share it with us. If you're not an EPP yet, you enjoy the show. We thank you uh, for being an EPP if you already are one. If you're not one, uh, please consider becoming one and supporting the show and keeping it alive. It's only five bucks a month. Or you can subscribe for the full year in one fill swoop. Uh, and you don't have to worry about that every single month then. Uh, please support the show. Keeps us alive, keeps the show going, and uh, we're always happy to try and uh, make this a better show for you with your support. So check that, on the, uh, check that out on the website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Maybe even give the gift of being an EPP to the paranormal lover in your life this year. Support the show and give someone, uh, get them turned on to our show. So it's a, it's a win-win right there. So check that out, realghoststoriesonline.com. For Jenny Bruski, I'm Tony Bruski. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>